It's time for us to go around the horn with Steve Ewan of the province and theprovince.com. And Steve, let's start with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, you know, I, I was listening to Brendan Batcher's goal call there, Nils Hoaglander doing his thing with the seventh goal. If you had shown me a bingo card with Hoaglander having seven goals, more goals than Connor McDavid at this time of the season, I would have said you're off your rocker. Uh, similarly, if uh, the Canuck, if I would, have, if you would have told me the Canucks were playing for their 15th win of the season and it's American Thanksgiving weekend, I also would have questioned uh, your, your judgment. How surprising and impressive is this Canucks run after the very big and, and, and meaningful victory Friday night against the Seattle Kraken? I think it's surprising. I think it's impressive. I think it's I think it speaks to uh, the management and coaching being on the same page and speaks to the, you know, giving guys, you know, a roles and identity and really, really just, just coming together as a group. They, you know, they, they look. Listen, the the star players have been the star players. We're talking Quinn Hughes, uh, uh, Elias Patterson, J.T. Miller, uh, Thatcher Demko. But Friday night was an opportunity for some of the depth players to to shine and shine. They did with a couple of shorties, uh, you know, certainly uh, dominating the third period and ultimately delivering the victory to Rick Tockett and the Canucks. True, and I, I think that's one thing that that we saw here under the previous regime is that they they seem to be they they had trouble filling out the bottom of the roster and I, I think that's something that they've done here is that you look at how much better the penalty killing is and a lot of that is the guys they brought in you look at how much how you know they're they're giving the they're getting more out of those guys which allows them to, to not play their top end guys as much to it and in turn they're getting more out of them on things like the power play so it's you know, kind of a, a real positive cycle. We're going round the horn with Steve Ewan of the province and the province.com. Let's shift from NHL hockey to hockey WHL style, where the Vancouver Giants are off to a disappointing nine and 13 start. They've got 20 points, 14 points behind the Western Conference leading Prince George Cougars. Very interesting when you see the the Giants, the Rockets, the Blazers at the bottom of the standings and teams like the Prince George Cougars and the new Wenatchee Wild at the top of the standings. It's uh, like uh, uh, a bit of a bizarro world given where we've been at in recent seasons. Yes and no. I think I think Prince George has been building for this year. I think this is kind of the, they're hitting their sweet spot of their cycle. Wenatchee was was the old Winnipeg Ice, who went to the finals last year and, and have have several players back. I think what's interesting for me with them is that they they traded away a lot of draft capital last year to 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 be as good as they were. Do they sell this year? Do you do you do you look at this as a you know, you, you your first year, so you've got kind of a a built-in you know fan base that's interested. Do you sell this year and hope to be better next year, or do you do you take another run this year and and hope that in years two, three, and four you can you know figure things out under that with that new fan base? I think I think that's one of the real key storylines that I'll be watching. 
certainly the Wenatchee Wild, uh, you know, bringing a, a new dimension, not just to the Western Conference, but to uh, that division of the WHL. Uh, Steve, let me, let me ask you this. What would be your guidance, so to speak, your advice to the Giants, uh, the Kelowna Rockets, uh, the Kamloops Blazers, and the Victoria Royals, uh, the other BC teams uh, in the mix uh, this year? Where do they go? What are they, and uh, what, what should they be focused on? Feels like feels like Kamloops after their run last year, after hosting the hosting the Mem Cup and, and a lot of the the draft capital that they traded away. Feels like they're they're kind of in a, a in a rebuild and looking to recoup some of those draft picks which they gave up in trades. I mean, we saw it already with the Fraser Mitten trade to Saskatoon. So I, I think they might be taking a step back and, and really trying to trying to to you know get younger and, and get some get some draft picks. Um, Vancouver's the interesting one for me because I think there's moments where they're very good and there's moments where they're they look a little lost and I, I don't know where that's from. I think there's I, you know young team, new coach, all those things. But this was a year I, I think people wanted to see them take a step and they they haven't they haven't shown that yet. They, they are going to get Samuel Hanzik back in the next few days. Who he was their best player who got hurt playing up playing a preseason game with the Calgary Flames. So I. I wait and see. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see where they're at. Victoria's already made a coaching change. They've got to boost from that. I, I think Kelowna is always Kelowna. I think Bruce Hamilton is as good an operator as there is in this league, so they're always going to be okay. I, I, the West is very strange to me. I think Prince George and Portland are a step above everybody else. Do you do you try and you know make a move to add and and, and get kind of you know win a win a playoff round, get, you know guarantee yourself winning a playoff round, or do you? Do you do you take a step back? Do you sell? And so I think those are all the teams that are in that kind of category where we're going to have to figure figure that out. Steve, let's go from hockey to lacrosse. Uh, Tino Ferrer in the producers' chair. He's got his Vancouver Warriors gear on. He's ready to go. He just can't wait for the games that really count. Uh, What's your prognosis for the Vancouver Warriors uh, uh, as we go from November into December? I think they're going to be dramatically better. I, but I guess the question is, are they good enough to get in the playoffs? They, you know, have they? They've they've greatly improved their defense. I, I think there's more cohesion in their group. I think I think Kurt Malosky, the new coach, is very much a a, a building building guy, a, a, a connected guy, a guy that wants everybody on the same page. And I think they've got that. Um, I wonder about their left side offense. I, I I'm interested to see how Aaron Bold does. I mean, a 38 year old goalie. That's you know, like, he I mean, he's a fitness guy, so he's in great shape. But he's still a 30 you know a 38 year old goalie. So those are the two questions for me right now. From lacrosse to uh, Vancouver Canadians baseball, the parent club, of course. Agency uh, during this offseason. It sure looks like former Vancouver Canadians pitcher Alec Manoa is very much on the trading block uh, from a Jays perspective. Yeah, I, I, it feels like that. I, I mean, I think he's always been. I, I think there was. It, it felt like last year kind of fell apart, and you, you really wondered behind the scenes what was going on with the way they treated him and the way they were so quiet with him. So I. I, I the pitch clock. I, I mean, you heard stories about some of the older guys and some of the 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 bigger body pitchers having trouble with the pitch clock and the uh, the timing. So, I, 
I'd like to see him another year with the pitch clock and see see whether that is a factor or not. It's I, 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 you still he's still a young guy, still a competitor. I mean, was a first round pick, was so good two years ago. I I don't think you, I, I think giving up on him could be could be costly. Uh, do you believe, from a parent club of the seas perspective, that uh, both Bo Bichette and Vladdy Guerrero Jr. are with the team at spring training? I think they will. I, I don't think they're. I think they're going to give them one more shot. I think. I, I, you just wonder about the mix there, right? You, they, they, they kind of changed their mix and tried to become more of a defensive playoff type team. By you know bringing in bringing in Varsho and bringing in Kiermaier, uh, I I don't I think they're going to try and tweak things. I don't think they're going to make a major move, but that's that's my feel from afar. I think they're I I don't think they're going to do something drastic that yet. I think there's probably one more year. Vancouver Whitecaps, Major League Soccer, uh, you know, being knocked out in the first round of the playoffs by LAFC. Uh, what's their big headline going into the off, this offseason? I think it's be, uh, be about keeping the group together and seeing if they're willing to take that next step, see if they're willing to spend some more money, seeing if they're willing to bring in another headline-type guy. I think that's that's always the interest with the Whitecaps is where their budget is and, you know, who they're bringing in. We've got Steve Ewan for another 90 seconds, two minutes here on the Sport Market on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver. Uh, just a very quick aside before we get to the BC Lions and the countdown to the 2024 uh, Grey Cup. Uh, you've got the uh, UBC Thunderbirds uh, against Montreal at Queen's University in the 2023 Canada Life uh, Vanier Cup. Uh, certainly, win or lose in this Vanier Cup uh, uh, championship final uh successful season for the football program uh, at ubc i think it's a huge step i think it's i mean it, it kind of brought them back to relevance about you know kind of brought them back to the top of the page when it came to university sports and and i i think with with the sfu program folding you know as well i think it's it's there, there's an opportunity there both in terms of getting players and in terms of getting fans and sponsors and and you know i i think uh, there's nothing sexier than than tv when it comes to to sport and being on you know being on national tv for them today win or lose is going to really help you know help you know help them going forward i'm just i'm down here at bc place watching the high school football championships as we go so watching vernon and nachaco valley so i'm i'm fully fully got my football fix right now. Uh, it's a discussion for a different day, but one of these years I would love to see, and I know they've done Great Cup and Vanier Cup together, and it's always been terrific in my view from a packaging point of view, but I would love to see the Great Cup Festival. I know some dates need to be moved around, but the Great Cup Festival be not only the Great Cup CFL showcase, not only the Vanier Cup, but potentially a junior or even yeah. uh, a, a national high school championship. Just basically promote three down football, uh, Canadian football from start to finish over a very, very big week. But again, that's a conversation for a different day. I wanted to close out. I think out. that would be tremendous, and I think I would come watch Tom Mannix speak at that. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. I'm I'm so glad I transferred the 50 bucks into your account a little bit earlier there this morning. Thank you for those kind words. Hey, listen, uh, before we let you go into your American Thanksgiving uh, sports weekend, I uh, want to ask you, 
your temperature check on the BC Lions. We saw the successful uh, Grey Cup. We saw a terrific halftime show. If you're a BC Lions fan, you've got to be feeling good and looking forward to Grey Cup 2024. I've you know heard that they've been selling season tickets. I, I you know I've heard that people are interested. I, I think it's going to be about keeping keeping you know the team in the headlines over you know over the the off season and and you know just you know be it making appearances or you know talking about great cup or all those type of things i think that's going to be the real chore there is is keeping them kind of uh in, in you know in in people's consciousness so i i it, it feels like they're going to do that it feels like they're very switched on right now so i it's an exciting time i, I think i i think they've they've reinvested reinvigorated you know it feels like the lions are a big deal again hey listen always appreciate those perspectives thanks for the for the for the juggling thanks for being part of the sport market uh and and, uh, we look forward to reading your bylines over the next few days at the province and the province.com what really quick vernon is uh vernon has got a a large lead over in the chaco valley and one of the double a semifinals right now so Thank you, thank you for that. Our on-the-field correspondent at the BC High School Football Championships, Steve Ewan. Next up, it's the closing bell here on the sport market. Some final thoughts on Mark Andre Fleury and just how ridiculous the position of the National Hockey League looks going into this American Thanksgiving weekend. You're listening to us rate and debate the bulls and bears of sport business on Sports and 660 Vancouver and the Sport Market Radio Network.